RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. All right, it's Thursday morning. Thursday morning means Perigo's perspective, and Lindsay is with me now in the RCR studio. Lindsay, good morning. Good morning, and it's fabulous to be in the heart of lightness. The hub. Centred, of course, in the heart of darkness, Wellington, home of the deep state and politicians. (laughs) And aren't they awful at the moment? Oh, yes. um... Hipkiss saying that no one was forced to get the poison. I mean, really. Well, that's enough. It sounded like you're about to have an event. That's enough to give anyone an (laughs) event. Um, And what about what you heard we had earlier the Hobart City Councillor, and another case of cancelling this time of, you know, the bronze statue of a man who was, well, you know, a founding father of of Tasmania, so to speak. What an extraordinary story, and yet it wasn't, because as you observed in the interview, this is happening everywhere, Mm. and it can't be just coincidence. It's all choreographed almost identically. They use the same language. I would just like to know who writes the memos. Yeah. (laughs) And who sends them out at what time of the day? Now, not putting uh, too uh, fine a fix on the coordinates of where we are at the moment, but Lindsay, if you look out a certain window, you will see a statue and it is Queen Victoria. Can you ever see that statue being cancelled. Yes, yes. And I'd prefer we didn't even mention that it's there because it will put ideas in woke fascists' heads. Those people aren't listening to us, though, you see. Yes, well, these things do happen. Whoever send out the talking points and and the script, though, are probably listening. So someone will get that at some point. The memo will come down. All right. Okay, so as I always say, and literally the physical floor that we're sitting on or sitting at right now is yours. Thank you very much. Tenor has two meanings. One is the character or usual pattern of something. Google gives as an example, suddenly the tenor of the meeting changed and people started insulting each other. We may talk about the tenor of our times where attention spans have shortened to the point of non-existence, speech has become a feral nasal emission, news has become propaganda, rights have been trampled, millions have succumbed to hysteria, and so on. One should discuss that tenor only in the presence of gallons of gin oceans of wine. The other type of tenor, the highest male voice in music, is far more edifying and gratifying to contemplate, and remains invaluable in countering the tenor of our times. It's not that long ago that three of the best such tenors got together in Rome and gave a concert to celebrate the coming back to life of one of them from leukaemia. The whole world watched and was enthralled and enraptured. The event became iconic and was repeated every four years thereafter. (laughs) 
the tenor of my friendship with soprano Lillian Young was defined in part by her reaction to one phrase sung by one tenor. Every time Mario Lanza got to the phrase Talor dal mio forziere in the aria Cageli da Manina from La Buem, Lillian would burst into tears, tears of joy and rapture, every time, convulsive tears. We played the aria often, and it happened every time. The phrase means, at times, from my strongbox. So, in and of itself, means little. But Mario, as usual, made it sound like the creation scene in the book of Genesis. I sing each word as though it were my last on earth, he used to say. The tenor of our times might be gleaned from the fact that someone once altered this in a script I was to read from. Two, I sing each word like it was my last on earth. No, no, I protested, as though it were, not like it was. We have it on tape. We're going to be playing the tape. I sing each word as though it were my last on earth. I sing each word as though it were my last on earth. But I digress. Mario's explosive Talor dal mio forziere was also singled out by his conductor and accompanist, Constantine Kalinikus. In an interview I recorded with him in New York in the early 80s. Do you know that Marius, uh, Marius Cagel de Manina was judged above the, the performance of Gerling and Records of the Cagel de Manina and was given the, 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 the best Cagel de Manina uh, recording performance by the International Critics Circle in, in Europe. Or uh, that is not only Europe, but United States, and they gave this particular recording, mm. which was done in that first session that I talked yes. about before. That's when he did that. It's a, it's a great recording. It's entirely understandable. Yeah. I think ah, we're about to run out of tape. Talor. Yeah, that, that particular. Ah, that's just. Oh, great. yes. Talor del mio forziere. Del mio forziere. Fantastic, that thing. Mm. Oh, Of course, Lillian was edified and gratified that Costa, too, was partial to that phrase. Something else helped set the tenor of our friendship. Her husband Dave's unfailing reaction to her singing of a particular song, Scenes That Are Brightest. Lillian and I were part of a concert given by pupils of tenor Robin Dumbbell at the Mana Arts Festival in 1970-something. Robin himself was New Zealand's best-kept secret. Just listen to this. Joy, a tender morning fire with rapture. 
Dave attended every rehearsal for the Mana Arts Programme. One of Lillian's solos was Scenes That Are Brightest. Every time she sang it, Dave bawled his eyes out, just as Lillian did to Talora del Mio. The rest of us loved the spectacle of Dave's big, beautiful tears as much as we did the beauty of Lillian's singing. Dave was a handsome fellow of military bearing, an airline pilot with a handlebar moustache and magnificent speaking voice. He had once been an announcer on the YC network, not usually given to great displays of emotion, but this always undid him.
On New Year's Day 2019, Lillian's number flashed up on my phone. I answered, hoping she had rung to finalise a date for a visit, as we had discussed at Christmas. I greeted her with a bawdy, hilarious obscenity, as was our wont when phoning each other. Alas, it was not she, but her daughter Gay, ringing to tell me that her mum had passed away that morning at the age of 96. We both said, trust Lillian to shuffle off on a day we couldn't possibly forget. How truly operatic. She had written to me months earlier, you know, an old-fashioned letter that one folds into an envelope, which one stamps and posts. In the letter, she marvelled, isn't it fabulous that our relationship spans over 40 years and no cross words. And that was the tenor of our friendship, as well as the word Trumpy, she emblazoned across the letter, which remains affixed to my fridge. Yes, she loved Orange Man bad. I'm glad she was spared the worst of the unspeakable evil of woke fascism. Repulsive, deep-state globalist politicians are rampaging right now. It's their season. What better time to ignore these vermin and celebrate humans? That's the tenor of my question today. We played Mario's Cajeli da Manina at Lillian's funeral, as she had asked. I could swear that when he got to... Talor dal mio forziere. There was a loud, edified and gratified knock on the lid of the casket.
RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.